You're now listening to the No GPS Podcast with host Mez and Aaron. Remember to share, like, subscribe, and follow. Got a show idea, complaint, interesting take, or just want to say what's up? You can reach us at nogpspodcast.gmail.com. Enjoy the show. All right, we're coming back at you again. It's no GPS, the crew, team, record label, all of those things. Well, not record label, but hey, we might do that one day. Uh, it's a sunny day in Toronto, Canada. I don't know how it is out there in London, England. Mr. Mez, how is it? It's uh, similar. Um, I don't know if uh, as, as residents of Toronto and London, we should be uh, bragging about, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if it if it hits the big two oh, I'm fine. It's uh, I think it's around twenty degrees. So I yeah, it's thirty two degrees today. Oh, okay. So uh, I'll, sizzling hot. I'll, I'll leave it to you. That's why that's why we left the empire. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> we left exactly. it to you. We couldn't handle it over here, man. <laughs> it's too cold out here, and then in the summer it gets too hot. So it's 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 uh, there's no balance. It's only two ends of the extreme. Damn, so it's eighteen degrees. Uh, sorry, we are. Yeah, we're, 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 uh, the, the empire is falling, man. We left it to you, col- colonies. <laughs> hey, man, there's a new king out there, and uh, it just makes sense that everything would erode with his uh, <laughs> his new, um, you know, his his, his new claim on the position of it's the like throne. aging skin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yo, we're here to talk today about the NBA playoffs, um, our observations, what we've seen thus far. The finals are going to start tomorrow night, I believe, uh, Thursday night. And it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be featuring the Denver Nuggets from the Western Conference and the Miami Heat from the Eastern Conference. How did we get here? This was a crazy, crazy playoff run. Mez, how's it been for you, man? Like how have you how have you been navigating all of this uh, amazingness and craziness? I think speaking of aging skin, I think I'm getting older too, because uh all this basketball is almost overdosing. Uh, it's like it's over overloading me, man. It's like I don't know what to uh I need some time away, <laughs> especially work schedules, other side of the uh, Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, staying up for the games uh, it's getting harder and harder, but um, it's been great, man. I still think since I've been watching these play- uh, these seasons consistently since like 2015 now, I still think the Toronto Raptors run of 2019 is my favorite playoffs. Oh. The bubble, the bubble was a, a much needed, uh, you know, um, bomb. <laughs> To, mm. During the COVID years, uh, COVID summers, yeah. summer, and uh, but this one has been good for one thing, and that's because the play-in has really uh, rejigged things. I mean, yeah. here we are with Miami Heat, ninth seed, lose the first. Uh, what was it? Oh no, I think they were the eighth. Seed, they were the, right? I think they, they were the seventh seed going in, but then ended up as the eighth, eighth seed. Right, right. Seventh yeah. seed, lose the first game, like quite, like uh, you know. Well, there was no question. Was who the, yeah, it was yeah. A, there was no question who better team was. It was Atlanta, <laughs> and then and then they kind of sleepwalked their way through three quarters against Chicago in the second game, and only barely make it out of that in the last three minutes, I think. Yeah, and then uh, here we are with the eighth seed, the first eighth seed in the finals since uh, the Knicks did it in '99. Right, right, right. Which which the excuse was always, well, that was a it's a lockout uh, season. It's a lockout season. You know, yeah. the teams were all over the place. Uh, that season didn't really tell us who the best teams were, blah, blah, blah. It was the first year after Jordan. 
Right. And I left the Bulls, so you know, there's like a the biggest asterisk next to that. Right, right. So of course season. the Knicks got to make it, right? <laughs> and then now the Knicks South make it. <laughs> the first team the from the South, exactly. tournament. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. Like, yeah, the, what the Miami Heat were able to do from that plan, just like, yeah, they were just sleepwalking through the whole thing, and then just just see them go into the first round, like, oh yeah, no, you know what? I, I we should believe in ourselves again. And then Giannis goes down. I don't think if Giannis is healthy, I don't think that that really makes a difference. Some people make that an excuse. But what I've seen them do in that first round, they just they just figured it out. They did the wall thing like Nick Nurse did to Milwaukee in 2019 in the Eastern Conference Finals uh, after the, the Raptors were down 2-0 against the Bucks, And it's like, you know what, Kawhi, you handle them, create a wall. And so... I, they also yeah, swept it, them using the wall the next season, right? Yeah. 2020, yeah. I think. Yeah, Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, the, the year that Miami goes to the finals. And then, of course, the Bucks come back in 2021. Me thinking that they've learned their lessons, won the championship. And then this year, they look like the Bucks from 2020 again, 2019. I was like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> so I, I know Coach Bud was going through his, his own uh, trials and tribulations with his family. Uh, con- you know, sincere condolences to him on the passing of his brother. But I think they needed to make some changes. I honestly thought that Nick Nurse was going to be the man to go to Milwaukee. But it ends up being a Toronto Raptors assistant head coach, Adrian Griffin, who goes there. Right. I hear I heard through the grapevine that Nick Nurse basically had his pick of teams. He could have been the coach of the Suns, Bucks, Sixers. He chooses the Sixers. I don't know why we're kind of veering off of the playoffs. But hey, man, I'm a Toronto Raptors fan. And this kind of got to me because these are divisional (laughs) rivals. Two coaches. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man, I'm not digging it because I really like Nick Nurse as a person, as a coach. Um, I mean, people haven't even been watching him. I was I was watching a com- uh, a commentator talk about him the other day, like somebody who's supposed to know their stuff on ESPN. And they're like, you know, he's defensively minded. I don't think that uh, uh, James Harden is going to. I'm like defensively minded. Dwayne Casey was defensively minded. Nick Nurse is an offensive tactician, a genius. What are you talking about, bro? I think, I think it's the box and one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, that got them. <laughs> and the way they play Embiid. Um, I was speaking to a friend yesterday. Right. A nurse went from having a specific defensive scheme against Embiid uh, with playing by playing six seven, six nine, six ten guys. Well, six mm-hmm. seven to six nine guys, to the point where Embiid has talked about it. Like I know how they play me now. Figure them out. They can't. You know they can't damage me anymore. Yeah. I know how Nurse likes to play against me. We went from that to now Nurse coaching Embiid so yeah and I heard he obviously he had to to buy in but I heard that he was really high on him um which Jeez, is I'm like I'm like okay Nick why, why are you going why are you going to these like Philadelphia is not Boston to me but they're almost Boston to me like like it kind of seems like maybe there was some beef and tension with management and you know with, with, with Webster and and, and Ujiri Masai Ujiri like I'm thinking like why, why would you go there to Maury but it makes sense to me now so okay. we're taking a big we're taking a big turn. We're gonna come back to the playoffs. But so so hear me out on this mess. This was the funniest part to me because I was start, I was starting to think about. it. I was like, yo, what's going on? Like I was like a scorned lover. Like you know, were the signs out there? So obviously, <laughs> I thought that Nick Nurse would have went to the Houston Rockets where he was before he was with the Raptors. He was the G League coach over there. Um, okay. So he was he was running it with Maury. This was Maury's guy, right? Oh. Okay. Daryl Maury's guy, right? The, the president or whatever of of the Philadelphia 76ers. And I'm like, okay, uh, he doesn't go to Houston. I'm like, where is Nick Nurse going to go? And I didn't put two and two together to be like, oh, yeah, him and Maury must have some kind of relationship. And then he ends up in Philadelphia. 
but yeah. check this out so this was the thing if you're a raptors fan or you watch this kind of stuff like he was asked the question in in philadelphia towards the end of the season like what he thinks his future is going to be normally you get a question like that you just bypass these i'm not thinking about it right now even though you've been thinking about it for maybe a year two years and he does he and he says like he's he's like frank and open about it. i don't know what i don't know if i'm going to be back with this team next year and it's kind of like he makes this announcement in the philadelphia obviously angers uh messiah and them over uh, rap, uh, over on the raptor side and I'm thinking back at it. I'm like, oh, I don't think it was. What do they call it? Tampering? You talking beforehand? Like you? I don't. I, I don't know if it was that was the case. But I just found it very curious that he ends up in Philadelphia after he makes that, you know, announcement in the interview that I don't know where I'm going to be in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, good luck out there. It's a sports town, but they hardly went. Um, so I. <laughs> so yeah, I found that funny. But, but we knew. We we knew for quite a while, right? He was gonna it was looking like an exit, and just yeah, no went aware too. Um, but he had a pick of a uh, pick of uh, the entire league. Basically, there's so many places he could have gone. I thought he would have been perfect in Milwaukee. That that it was kind of shocking to me because what Milwaukee needed was an offensively minded coach, a tactician, somebody who changes things, who's sporadic, who's who's very dynamic. I thought that he would have been perfect there. I actually wanted him to go there. But he ended. Yeah. He ends up in Philadelphia, so they they probably re-signed James James Harden, and so people are like, "Oh, James Harden's probably not going to stay now because he's not offensively minded." Like I was telling you about the commentator, I'm like, "No, no, no. This is like James Harden type, his type of coach." Or James Harden might leave, and then what they want Nick Nurse to do is develop um, uh, Tyrese Maxey in the same yeah. way that he developed Siakam, Van Fleet. Van Fleet so, yeah. yeah, that makes sense to me. So yeah, that's that that's that tangent right there. Let's get back to the playoffs. So <laughs> we're going to talk about the Heat again. But what was your favorite series in the playoffs thus far? I ha- I have mine, but I want to know what yours is. Jeez. Uh, now you put me on the spot. Uh, oh, my gosh. I thought it was going to be easy for you. Probably Nuggets Lakers. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. No, no. That was the most satisfying and fulfilling yeah. <laughs> series to watch. You're exposing my biases. <laughs> no, that 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 four zero sweep was definitely. Well, we had a, we just had a game seven. I was watching the first half of uh, Celtics Heat again. Right. Um, I don't know if that was my favorite series. What else did we have? We had Heat Knicks, Heat Bucks. We had uh, Warriors. Oh, Warriors Kings. That's what course. I was about to say. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like. <laughs> but that thought... seems like years ago now because <laughs> I know. both these teams are out, and it's been. Uh, it's almost like all that energy that Steph. Uh, Spend it just uh, to not, you know, for not. It, but I, I don't know if he would have been that. That series was so, so intense. Seven games. Like even when they went hard in game two, like you're thinking G State's gonna take this. You know, the Dubs about to win this game, and then they lose it after like just, just, just being, just being fantastic. And the Kings were just on point. Like there were games that were just like video games to me. Like I'm like, yeah. are these humans playing? Like they are moving at <laughs> such a level with such intellectual sophistication on how the offenses were running at the end it was just it was just Steve Kerr's offense was just his 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 tactics his 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 schemes were a bit more well, dynamic than than Mike what, Brown's yeah. that's what makes Steve Kerr for me I know it's always you know Spo is the best yeah uh, I think what makes Steve Kerr just about second best coaches he has he always has another card to play mm-hmm. like he, and he and he keeps them very close to the vest he, he doesn't bring him out until deep in the playoffs 
Um, right. And I think I think he had one more, and that's to give Steph the ball up. I believe that was the uh, right main getting thing. to be just, the point just, guard. That was yeah. huge. But and that then, tired him out. They were they <laughs> they were. It did, they, but at the same time, I don't think speaking about these are these people human. I don't think yeah. Steph is. Uh, I, I always I I view Steph more so than anything else as well. On top of everything else, as a kind of triathlete, like oh, he just right. loves the um, like his lungs are not <laughs> are not normal people's lungs. There was that story. A coach apparently said, um, uh, like a one of the coaching staff on uh, the Warriors team. I think he said it was a summer or pre-season situation where there were players um, um, coming over to uh, to train with them and to, to play with them, right? Yeah. And he said, I'm not going to name names, but this is a very, very well-known professional in the NBA who was playing, um, who, who did a practice, like a practice run with the Warriors. And he said that after half an hour, he had to go out and, and uh, because he got sick, he literally had to leave <laughs> and he, he was puking on the side and it was really what? bad. And he, and he said, yeah, that's, and, and, and that for us, for Steph has been a normal practice session for like his entire career like especially the last 10 that's crazy sorry. and that he takes from you know ray allen and reggie that right the way right. i can the way i can tire everyone out is by r- running them off you know off ball the entire time so this is where we always talked about this and i think one day it's gonna actually happen where you know steph curry has those cabasa lungs those <laughs> i've been living in high up in high altitudes for mile a long time kind of lungs yeah. Yeah, you know, he's got those Habasha lungs. And I think <laughs> we're going to go, you know, back to the homeland one of these years. And we're going to find that guy. Like, he's going to be like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, six, skinny. So, but so is you he... basically, you want the Zeta Tadessa of basketball. Yes, we got to find him. <laughs> you know, like, what was the name? Was the air up there? Yeah. <laughs> but we're looking for a shooter with great, great, with big lungs. You know? Exactly. <laughs> instead of instead of the seven-footer who, who has a little bit of uh, playfulness to his, uh, <laughs> a playful approach to the game that Kevin Bacon did not... Uh, uh, foresee <laughs> exactly 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 we'll be out there you know running running camps like messiah and them and <laughs> just on the other side with a, with a with a slightly different politics <laughs> yeah but, but steph was unplayable he, he 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 there was that joke about how in 2015 the 2k game for 2016 is based on the 2015 game mm-hmm. so that's how they go right like that's the game that they release in september is based on the previous season's uh stats and qualities and stuff like that Mm-hmm. And there was this joke going around that in 2016, Steph went nuclear, right? He just, like, it, it, he became a completely different, he, he went supernova, he went another level. Yeah. That uh, 2K players were complaining that Steph Curry was missing too many threes that the real Curry would have made <laughs> in real life. <laughs> yeah, that's like, crazy. Like a wide open three in the game, the game is still using mechanics that it's kind of, you know, uh, built into it from you know previous like just from previous gameplay yeah like yeah i know he made the last two so he was gonna have to miss the next two then (laughs) you know you can't just be making threes all the time but the real life steph curry was hitting everything and people um and and that's what i saw in this seven games down against the kings and speaking of cards i think kurt uh didn't start like that against la until he did and um uh but then i think uh, the lakers had just too much much more to they, they had an answer for that as well first of all D'Lo hurt them and yeah. AD was too big of a, a problem down low so um, that was not enough unfortunately yeah they're gonna have to figure out what the next steps are gonna be Bob Myers of course uh, yesterday or the other day you know steps down as 
as the as the president of basketball operations over there in Warriors Land, and it kind of makes us think: Is, is this, this the, the beginning? Yeah, is it the end? Good things, all good things, they say, come to an end. And but I thought there were light years ahead. I, that's what I'm saying. But <laughs> I think what the Kings and, and different teams have showed us, like the Nuggets, like people have kind of caught up. They they haven't caught up to Steph Curry, but they've caught up to to, to the Warriors, right? And yeah, that's what the Kings series was. Who they used to be. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, um, and Steph needs to play with a point forward of the of the magnitude and the the, the specialty type of skill set that somebody like Draymond has. And it's just trying to think about it. Like, who, who's that next person to fill in that role? Is it going to be Collins, John Collins out of Atlanta? Like, they they have to think about things. I don't know who's going to take over the position. Might be Mike Dunla- Dunleavy Jr. or it might oh, yeah. be um, Lakeup Lakeup's one of Lakeup's sons who's been oh, working wow. with them. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, like it's it's I don't know what they're doing over there, but I think they probably need Get to make Chris some Mullen trades. Get old Chris Mullen back, man. Chris <laughs> Mullen. <laughs> yeah, come back to your true identity, you know what I'm saying? That's I mean, why he works for them, I think, on the media side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the broadcast. Right. But like that's why I thought like with the Raptors my whole my whole contention was there was a why Nick Nurse left was there was a we used to have like one of the best organizational cultures and then it just floundered. And I think it was just we just got too corporate. We got more King Street than Jane Street. And I think <laughs> I think it's gotta come back down to the roots. I don't know who they're gonna I don't know who they're gonna hire. I'm hearing names, but I'm like, okay. Um there's there's some people in there. They also yeah. admitted the Jordan Poole, Draymond Green thing uh did affect the entire season. So Yes, for the Warriors. I think, I think yeah. you couldn't see that, but also it's, it's it's culture, right? Like stubbornness so, about those are the two teams, like Raptors, Warriors, great culture, and then this year it's just it just got trashed, right? Like Raptors players were coming to practice five minutes beforehand. Yeah, like, you're supposed to come like two minutes before, uh, twenty two hours before. You, yeah. There's just a lot of things that were reported that you're just like, okay, like things got out of hand. And I think honestly, it was I think that the the like Masai and Webster and them, I think they just got they got comfortable and they got involved with other things they got they were detached they weren't involved on a day-to-day basis they weren't there like they used to be and i think that i think Masai did say that in, in the, the 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 end of the year interview you know he has to be he has to be there more often to you know, show up to practices you know take guys take them in talk to them do a lot of that kind of stuff especially because we have a young team now that seems to be like we're going to be building around barns right and so how do you build that culture again? How do the do the do how do the Warriors maintain that culture? I don't know. That's gonna be difficult without Bob Myers and I don't know if they're gonna re sign Draymond. So I mean that's gonna put them way over the cap. And um so it's it, it's interesting, these two it's, teams. It's, I think it's uh, similar to San Antonio. The difference mm-hmm. being Duncan uh maintained like um his 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 level from pretty much the moment he entered the league in ninety eight till 2014 that's 16 years wow i think steph is what uh he entered his what we call prime years maybe 14 15 yeah and it's been nine years uh so even like if you're gonna do this like the way san antonio and golden state have done it our way and that's it uh every player we we pick we uh, either through draft or trade for has to fit into the preconceived puzzle the way we've you know worked it out yeah if that if they're gonna do that that depends on continuity of your main core and duncan had six had 16 years parker was there for uh like uh, 13 14 years i think yeah manu same thing around 13 years mm-hmm. um i feel they popovich was able to squeeze more out of that core 
by giving up a couple of years here and there. I mean, remember there were there were times where they didn't they never won back to back. Right. They never right. had that. That's why the Spurs dynasty is more of a I don't know, like a longer stretching. It's like an odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an odyssey exactly. Yeah. And whereas the Warriors, it was all like we have to win every year right now it's more like a return to the shack and Kobe. And i think that was pressing how many Jordan. seasons did they go into june like that's that's that does something to your body bro yeah so, so now you you run out of gas your main core has run out of gas uh, very talented picks like wiseman and pool were told they they had to fit in you know they had to learn this way i think pool is was okay with it and he played really good actually this uh postseason i keep the thing is, I still we still don't know who Pool is. Sorry, not Pool, Moody. Yeah, I was about um, to say. Yeah. Uh, Moody was um, was playing well. We don't know yeah. who Moody would have been if he was drafted by another team. Um, right, right, we don't know right. who Wiseman could have been if he was just uh, you know uh, you know had had joined a team like the Pistons, who he's with now uh, right. early on. And the Warriors were so stubborn. Nope. Um, Wiseman could have used your size. I'm sure they know that, but. Um, they just said no. You can't. Um, you, he he makes too many mistakes, um, too many gaps in uh, in his um, like an IQ, like you know, yeah, uh, yeah. On switches. There, and I mean, where where he, where they want him to stand and things like that, and that came, became frustrating. I think Moody was more agreeable in, in that sense, but I don't know if he's gonna turn into Clay Thompson next year. Uh, I don't know, but he's athletic. He's a good defender. He can get going. Like he he can he can get to the basket really well. Uh, I mean, got to work on the dribble. Got to work on. I mean. Those are parts of his game that we haven't seen because those plays are not drawn up and those opportunities are not given. That's so, in, in the Warriors yeah. system, you get them out of out of the flow. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't know whether Wiseman would have helped against AD, but I think yeah, throwing Looney again into the like after seven games bruising against Sabonis, right? Now you got you expect him to do it against AD. It's a bit too much, man. I think I yeah, know. I think I think they jumped the gun on that one too quick, and um. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was a bad decision to to, to trade him to Detroit for basically nothing. Uh, yeah, I was I was like, okay, I don't I don't understand that move. Like, you can use him as a rotational piece in the playoffs. If anything, like like that's how I seen them them you know against somebody like AD, just a big body to put up in front of him to just kind of slow him down a bit, right? Like, yeah, but it also gives Steph uh, an option. Like, he can drop uh, past yeah, something, get the lob going, Steph. What, we, what he was able to get against Sabonis and uh, um, and the Kings, he couldn't do it against the Lakers. He it, yeah. he could to an extent, but you couldn't constantly go. You could only constantly go to that. Clay wasn't hitting his shots, so yeah, because the, the right Kings were wanted. playing Kings were playing drop defense on them, but they were pressuring the, the the Warriors more with double teams and everything like that. And and the Lakers were a better defensive team, so they didn't have to do the doubling. So it was just a lot of uh, a lot less pressuring yeah. of the ball. So more space, so Steph didn't necessarily have to be the point guard that he was in in the first round, but they weren't the, the the Lakers weren't playing drop drop defense, so Steph didn't have a lot of space to get those shots. So we didn't see him like razzle and dazzle with three pointers three pointers off of the dribble like we seen in in uh, against Sacramento. So I think that that was like hard for them. That's why they needed they needed somebody to 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 make them to be a serious lob threat. Right? They didn't have that. And um, yeah. the teams I think that are still there right now, Miami and and Denver, especially Denver, they have multiple lob threats. Like, you do a pick and roll, you try to you try to squeeze in on somebody, go hard on somebody on the clear side, then that lob is going up, right? So it's going to be yeah. interesting to see. And I think, like, 
like the Warriors, they want it, they want it, they want it. I get it. You know, you got ownership, you got your fans, you got. But I like it when teams go to the, you know, the harder way, the slower way. Like I like what Denver did. Like they stuck with Brandon, with Michael Malone. Sorry, not Brandon Malone. That's his dad. Um, oh, call was, him Michael. Was, he doesn't like uh, being called Mike. Yeah, oh, my bad, my bad, Michael. Uh, and Brendan, that he's a, hearing this, buddy. <laughs> Brendan was, uh, I believe, the first coach of the Raptors. His dad was actually the first coach yeah, of the yeah, Toronto yeah, Raptors. Yeah, yeah. So, so always goes back to Toronto. Huh? Yeah, to Isaiah <laughs> Thomas and his Pistons people. I always got to, I always got to bring him back to Toronto, though. But yeah, shouts out to the Motor, Motor City, the home, the home of so many greats. Uh, yeah, like I think they didn't fire him when he was making mistakes and and everything like that. They stuck with it. They stuck with their core. They added pieces. They drafted well. I, I, they're right on time, man. They're right on schedule. Yeah, like, like believe in, in tw- believe in it. That's the process. That's yeah. the process. <laughs> yeah. In twenty, was that twenty eighteen when they had that play in game before plans even play in games existed? It was them in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, game mm. eighty two. It was I. Winner right. goes in for the eighth seed. Uh, was yeah. when Butler was was with Minnesota, and that was the first glimpse of. At the time, Cat had uh, pretty high. Uh, bigger you know higher cachet than he has now right and cat going against Jokic, that was like uh was an amazing game it was it went into overtime Jokic was amazing yeah. but it wasn't enough yeah and then uh, minnesota went through they i think they lost to houston in five and then right. the next season i think they go seven games against uh san, was it san antonio or portland mm. and then in the, in the bubble they go all the way to the conference finals right and then uh and then the next two years Jokic is amazing, but he no Jamal Murray and no Porter. So, so they're right, they're on, right time on time. Now. And that's my critique on people who are like, well, Jokic can't get the third MVP, which to me, he was the, the league's MVP this year. He can't get the third MVP because he didn't win a championship. But I'm like, Jamal Murray was injured. Porter Jr. was having injury issues over the last couple of years. Like, he didn't have his guys. If he had his guys, they're going to the finals. That There's no doubt about last that. Year? Like the, I don't know about last year, but I mean, yeah, but he can't win the championship because it's not decided yet. How are you going to give him? No, no, MVP? not this year. But what okay. I'm saying is, not not that the championship MVP, the the season MVP. You remember when, yeah. when um, when Perkins, when Perk was all up on ESPN, like, you know, basically making this a racial drama where I'm just like, <laughs> ah, he damn. The, but I'm he he pressed the red button, the one that gets, yeah. uh, you know, gets ESPN the dollars. And then everybody <laughs> fell for it, and then they had to do the right social justice thing and give the award so to awkward. Embiid. And I'm like, nah, man, Yoke is, Yoke is the best right now. And I don't get why these American analysts keep saying that Jokic's game is not sexy because he's not dunking. But have you watched this game? It's so smooth. It's so impressive. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> what was really, speaking of ESPN not knowing about uh, things, did you see the Lisa Salters thing from a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago? You know, the sideline um, reporter for ESPN, uh, yeah, Lisa yeah. Salters. Yeah. She gave an interview somewhere because um, was, she was doing a game that Jokic was playing in. I think it was, a, I think it was in the Lakers series in the early, the early two games, that first couple of games. Mm-hmm. And she gave an interview afterwards and it went kind of viral because she, it was kind of odd. She was, she was basically saying, oh, Jokic is actually much better than I thought he was. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I've never, I've never been. You never really uh, watched them. Yeah, she said I've never been. No, but the way she kind of even um, gave you know, her reasoning didn't make any sense. Like I've never. This is the first time I've actually uh, covered his games. You know, I've really been uh, privileged enough to like be uh, uh, be scheduled to his games and stuff like that. 
And but that doesn't make sense. Like he's a two-time MVP. You you work in the NBA. You watch the NBA for two years. Like even if you weren't paying attention, like how would you? Why would you? Like it's like me and you saying, well, we never saw Jordan. I guess you know. Uh, yeah. It's all up there. Who? Maybe he's the best. Maybe he's, I'm better than him. <laughs> yeah. Know, just because I never sat next uh, next to the bench uh, and watched him play with my own eyes. So yeah, there was a, there's a lot of. Jokic, um, I think there's a resentment though. I think it's all oh, like there's a, a like kind these of Ameri- school. These European yeah. players are are, are these uh, international players that come in and they're winning all these MVPs and they're doing all this stuff. And you know the great Americans prospects like John Morant are, you know, going <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> having a tragic time dealing with. That's uh, that's an actually interesting two two step thing. So Perkins doing the race thing with the Jokic, yeah, followed by. The everybody wants to be an uncle to John Morant moment, uh, right? Right after, so that was like a, a weird. So John Morant is sinking while Jokic is rising. Like he just swept the Lakers just in the, into the finals again, and right. all this uh, talk is about how European players are already pre-coached. They come ready for the uh, modern game, which has become a euphemism for the international game, right? And uh, all these super athletes, these real super. Um, uh, talented American players, uh, they're just too much drama, too much of a headache, you know? <laughs> and, uh, every once in a while, you get someone like Jalen Brunson, I guess, or whoever, yeah. who's who just who's just about the game. But, but you know why? I think Jalen, he played four years in, in college, or at least three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, yo, he knows basketball. That's the reason also why the Heat, they keep saying undrafted. But all of those guys, I think... We're four-year players in college. They know the game, fam. They've been around, yeah. That's the difference. That's the so now when teams are going to be recruiting players, honestly, yo, these guys are coming out. It's, it's kind of like the mid two thousands when they had to stop all these high school players coming out because they were ruining the game because they didn't have the skill set, they didn't have the understanding intellectually of how to play basketball the right way. That's what you go to college for. Four years, you come out. Like, Jordan did three years. He understood the game. Ask anybody. Okay, this man was amazing athletically. But he knew the fundamentals of the game up and down. Do yeah, you know well, what I mean? You're going way back. I mean, you don't but even I'm have just to go saying, that far back. But I'm just saying, like, it, it's yeah. it, the difference between, like, one one and done and, like, four years. And the thing is, if you're going to play, like, professionally, you don't want to go to college. These guys in Europe, like, Jokic, I mean, yeah, even Jokic, but, like, Doncic, how many years did he play? Like he had yeah. a way beyond like just a four year experience of yeah. playing it and playing professional basketball. So these guys are coming out now. They're coming from like overtime and everything like that, where you don't even know the kind of competition that they're playing against. You're just kind of taking a gamble because you're just seeing all of these highlights that they're throwing out there that they do quite well at putting together. They have the greatest video editors on the planet make these dudes look like you know the second coming of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so this is the issue. Like I think the Miami Heat like. Pat Riley and those guys, they're just like, no, I need I need players who understand the game, right? And we can work within the limits of the amount that we can spend on a yearly on yearly basis on on the, on the salary. But I think this is a game changer, you know, like what the Heat have done this year. I think it's it's the people who understand the game. It, it's well, it's the reason why I love the Warriors King series. It's just high intellect basketball being played. Somebody like Malik Monk had to have have been in the NBA for a good number of years failed at his position and then got better to be the kind of player that he was in that series monk was uh, a laughing stock in charlotte yeah now, that's a, he came out like i think a, he was a one and done out of, out of, out of kentucky yeah i think so he was eight right? seed, i think yeah. yeah like yo like look at him now oh my goodness right oh, he so, was scary scary he's we've 
just everything he put up was going on. Was, uh, wow. Yeah. Imagine if the Lakers were able to retain his services. Oh, now that's something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> well, they 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 they're in the back, but, but but because of the LeBron system of of winning, that you know the that that uh, patented uh, program of yeah. how he wants to play, how he wants to uh, run a, a team. Yeah, they're in they're in back to back years in the same situation. Monk last year, and now with Austin Reeves this year. Right, right. So it's like. Uh, what do we do? Do we make the same mistake uh, and uh, add a third star? You will. <laughs> <laughs> or do we have we learned our lessons? And, and, yeah. and you know, sometimes you, I, I feel like the buses and the palinkas, they have to uh, be the adults in the room and say, no, no, don't uh, do it. Reeves, Reeves is good enough. We'll pay him. And um, that's it. That's LeBron, AD and Reeves. And we build around that. I, I don't Just know. Build around I mean, that. Like it's it, look what KCP did to them. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you traded him for R- Russell Westbrook? Oh, he really oh. enjoyed that. Yeah, he enjoyed it. Every, every shot he made against them, he enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, man, especially when he was in L.A. That was definitely was a level of Jewish science that I was in, in, encountering, you know, <laughs> just a 4-0. Oh. Only, uh, only on this pod will you have Jewish science used uh, yeah. to talk about Basketball. the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> a form of Jewish science, a pleasure that was oh, the, the joy oh, of hoops. <laughs> the joy of hopes. No, 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 the Jewish science. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the jouissance, the joy of hoops. Uh, speaking of uh, French words, uh, the NBA draft happened. Oh, or, the lottery happened. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. The NBA lottery happened. Well, it, I think the draft already happened, but <laughs> for we the players all, we all know that was matter. Num- going number one, two, and three, yeah. I think, right? But I don't know anybody wow. else beyond that. But, um, I mean... He landed in the best organization he could have landed in. And I'm not going to say that the fix was on. But, yeah, I think it's better than him landing in some spot like Orlando or wherever. Although I would have loved to see him in Orlando with that, that team. With Banchero and, and all those guys. like uh, And Suggs. Like, I think, I think and, and Wagner. I think they would have been dope. But I think he, he, he goes to the right franchise that will deal, deal with him the right way. Uh, yeah. You know. All so. these pictures coming out of... Uh... The woodworks of a uh, young Wembenyama with a Tony Parker shirt. Uh, you know, <laughs> He's predestined. Yeah. yeah. He's going to San Antonio. San Antonio. So that's pretty but crazy. I was going to say uh, related to this earlier is that Silver probably likes this though. He he likes this mixed, mixed economy of international players mixed with the, uh, the, the, the guarantee that there's always some next phenom coming out of uh, out of the American system here. Right. Uh, the G League, um, you know that you know things are being sh- shaken up in the college system, right? T- like high school players foregoing college, they get paid, so they're kind of doing a, their own version of what European players get to do as well. Yeah. So he probably likes that there's a mix of things now, and um, you, as a league, I think you're in a healthier situation when you can market a John Morant and a Luka Doncic at the same time. But to two completely different sets of demographics. <laughs> Is it going to be like those? Uh, you know, when they they promote um, when they promote Marvel movies or you know just any big blockbuster like in China or especially places like China. Yeah. You know, th- those those images, those 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 posters, those ads are different than the ones that we see here. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. if there's a black lead, that, that person yeah. might not make an appearance or might be in the background as a smaller figure <laughs> so i can see the nba doing the same thing <laughs> they know i mean there are movies that are meticulously crafted for the chinese audience or for right. a, a global audience like the fast and furious franchise they know the most of their money is going to come out of the, the the global um 
audiences than, than the domestic ones. Whereas most of the time, blockbusters make most of their runs out of the American theaters and then the, whatever they can get in Australia or Germany is, uh, is extra, is bonus. Right. Or, but, but now there are all these emerging markets in Southeast Asia and stuff like that. So, yeah. And, and they do the same thing. Obviously, they do that. Yeah. Like, also know that a lot of NBA players go to China to get their shoe deals now. Right, right. Clay right. Thompson, Aaron Gordon, mm. um, a bunch of them. So, it's uh, there are certain players that other other markets are more familiar with. So why not push yeah. that as well? And that's interesting too, just to think about the geopolitics of it, because, like, uh, you know, the, the the American government now is trying to create a, a new deal. It's 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 it, it thinks and it says that. It wants to create a new economic order because globalization has left so many behind. And so they're, they're trying to create this kind of workers' rights framework for the rest of the world. So there's this kind of it, you basically take what Trump was doing as far as this that 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 natalism, that nationalism. And then you couch it in liberal terms and you say, well, we're we're retreating. We're coming back in. Right. And so even people like Perkins going going against these international players, it just works up to historically the the typical perspective of you know americans whether it's politics or sports or economics right to be protectionist right it's uh oh only certain people have uh well now we have to compete with all these other brands like right like there's there's what they have that 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 fashion brand fast fashion brand chin and tiktok and all of that and you know american companies are trying to stop them from coming in but i'm like but you want to go there right oh no they won't (laughs) let you in you thought that it was going to change and so there's all this pushback, and so it, I think it's it's yeah. it speaks to what's happening in the NBA too, and then to tie that kind of slipperly, uh, kind of messily, into what's happening with the NBA now. Why I like this finals is that I, Miami is a coastal team, but they don't have a coastal identity. They're like a working class team, and then the Nuggets yeah, they're, are they're, they're some, the exact opposite of what you think uh, a Miami. Miami team. Like exactly. if you see if every postcard you've ever seen, every show of episode of Miami Vice you've ever seen, every time you've heard of Miami. You probably did not think of guys uh, practicing on the beach in Timberland boots. Like, no, no, and ha- have and to army be fatigue, <laughs> and having to be weighed every week. And if you go over this threshold, then hey, you're not playing, <laughs> right? Like it's like these guys are stern. It's military. It's not Miami Beach. It's it's something wholly different. That's what I was gonna say about San Antonio. They're part of that mixed economy. They have that pipeline into the international exactly. game. Exactly. And at that point, it's uh, it's it's very mob like, man. You got thirty owners. <laughs> with different all of them billionaires yeah. all of them who have links and and i, I mean the, the show succession just ended and just to yeah. borrow a, an idea from from there is just like you know story generally um revolves around the singular uh tycoon media tycoon right and over his uh, 80 year uh reign he um he's the one who installed all the logistical plans and the fiber optics and the satellites up in the space and like he actually under him all this material was set in you know cemented into the ground and uh imagine you have 30 billionaires who whose own businesses have you know global reach right uh as a commissioner all you have to do is manage everyone's uh best talents like he like the the owner can can uh can make the entire um you know um what do you call it table setting seem uh, get even a little bit richer you know there's more that you can work with there right and san antonio has been that for for stern and for for silver now that they just have that um ethos already to be internationalist and and um 
and bringing people in. Yeah, yeah, and it, I mean, it's it's there's a pushback on it, uh, a pushback on a geopolitical sense, but you know, all of these things are kind of analogs for like how real life goes, right? So, it, so to get back to the point that you're talking about, but to, to first kind of finish the thought is like, so you got Miami, working class, culture, mm-hmm. hard nose, military, and then now you got Denver, small market, international players who everybody kind of snubs. I don't think Jamal Murray's ever been an All Star, but he's he's in the Western Conference with all those dynamic guards. guards. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of difficult, but you know he doesn't get the kind of respect at least when player ratings go out. That I'm like, whoa, really? You just calling him Bubble Murray, Bub- Bubble Jamal Murray? I'm like, okay. Yeah, I like well, how he backed that up. He he yeah. said, "Don't call me that." And don't here call he is. me that. He's serious about his. And so you got this 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 small market team and this working class, hard nosed team uh, out there in what seems like the, the 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 frontier for Latin America in Miami, and they're going <laughs> at it right. But you don't have Golden State, you don't have L.A., you don't have the Knicks, you don't well. You never have the Knicks, but you don't have the coastal teams, the Philadelphias, the Bostons. And to me, I think that's symbolic for a kind of like a, a political change and, and a difference in like, hey, you know, they're already projecting that this finals is not going to pull in a lot of ratings. My prediction is they're going to get more ratings internationally oh, wow. and oh, okay. domestically and in, in the U.S. Right. I think I think small town people want to. Hey, come on. Show Watch these guys play. You, you're you're captivated by Jimmy Butler's story. You're captivated by Jokic. You're captivated by Jamal Murray. You're captivated by the so-called undrafted players in Miami, yeah. right? They like, always, I think, I think they always, you know, the the what is it, the litmus test for whether a movie is popular or whether a singer is popular is does my mother know the person? <laughs> if my mother's not heard of it, then yet yeah, uh, that's a good thing. And I think with sports is, um, does my significant other know this person? <laughs> you know, I was watching the game with my girlfriend next to me and she kept asking me, who is this Jamal Murray guy? So if that's <laughs> a question that still lingers, then the NBA still have work to do. And with Steph, with uh, LeBron, and then with, with the just the jersey, the Celtics or the right. Lakers right. or the Warriors, they don't have to do that. Everybody kind of knows that. Like, uh, you know. But I'm like, do, do some work. Storytell. Like. Get into get get more captivating, you know what I mean? Like people didn't know about the Raptors really in, until 2019. Uh, you know, they didn't watch our games, and I'm just like, we're on East Coast time. That doesn't make sense. Like it's, and they still won't t- watch them because once Kawhi left, who cares? Exactly. And Kawhi is hard to market. I mean, I, I, that's so weird for me when people talking heads on these uh, big media platforms complain that a player is not marketable. Like, what are we talking about? What yeah. the hell? It's like, like, like it's like saying, "Oh, that girl doesn't dress uh, uh, sexy enough." You know, right. she 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 would look a lot better if she had uh, a miniskirt on every day. Like, what the fuck? Well, it's, it's so right. it's all perverse. <laughs> it what is what crazy. are you talking about? Talk about basketball. T- teach the game. Because I'm just like, all right, Jokic. He doesn't look like the coolest dude that you're gonna ever meet in your life. But I'm like, you can market those passes, those no looks. I mean, the guy's doing Magic Johnson type of stuff. Like he's he's threading a needle. Like, yo. Yeah, you can make highlight compilations of those past packages. Like, it's crazy. Come on. Like, what? I think that's true. He's sexy to basketball players. I think to the fan, to the consumer, to the consumer that they want to invent. Yeah. I don't think that's, I mean, that's that's historical, right? Most most NBA quote-unquote fans that I know never watched the game. They just like the highlight packages from inside stuff and NBA action Uh, and ID. Yeah. They never watched the game. I, I remember f- uh, people who uh, watched the game with me once, 
and they, and they got bored after two minutes. <laughs> right, right. Because right. they they thought they thought a game was like that all the time. It's all you know, Vince, It's just Vince Carter every single time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, man. I think I think uh, I think we should just play two K then. Let's, let's put pause on this game. <laughs> or yeah, not even two K, like NBA Street or something. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. All right, so we're coming towards the end of the podcast, but so what well, the finals? Let's talk about the, the finals. finals. Let's like what what is it looking like to you? Um, we thought we were going to get a break because, you know, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, like, oh, my gosh, like there was basketball overload. I was like, I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is this is starting to get really tiring because there's so much goodness and I couldn't miss a game. And the the, the heat just didn't want to close the deal. And <laughs> that took us all the way up to Monday. So but Boston wouldn't let them. I then, know. I know. And the heat wouldn't let them come all the way back. So it's kind right, of right. Right. And I didn't back. need to get to the finals, but I didn't need. You know, the Boston Red Sox are the only team in Major League Baseball to come back after being to come back in a, in a, in a playoff series uh, uh, when they're down 3-0 and win. And I yeah. didn't need the Celtics to do the exact same thing because Boston sports fans would be insufferable for the rest of our days. And they would never, never well, for the next let century, us. century, right? Yeah. It wouldn't happen again for a long time. Oh, my gosh. Like it's like that. I think we got saved. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that that's out the way. That That was like Monday night. I was just like. <sighs> I was yeah. like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, first play, uh, Tatum rolls his ankle. Yeah. I think that gave uh, uh, the Heat a little bit of a like lift. Yeah. And Boston a little bit of a, you know, like every shot that Smart was making in game five and six was breaking now. Derek White was breaking shots. There It was a little bit, it was like a mental thing. But yeah. having said that, Missoula called a timeout when they were up, when they were up. Like they're up by five early, yeah, and that kind of uh, did the opposite. Had the opposite effect. It kind of stopped Boston. That's why he didn't call them early. That's why he wasn't calling them, calling those timeouts throughout the playoffs because he understands this is a team that. Well, yeah, but he should be calling them when to call them and not right, call them right, when right, he right. shouldn't be calling them. And right. at this point, he, he called it, and I, I think they mulled over the Tatum situation a little bit longer. And mm-hmm. whereas for, for the Heat, they had a little bit of a breather and. Then, after that, they never looked back. Uh, it was it was a massacre, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, suppose <laughs> is a genius because he just he challenged this this Boston team that seemed like it wasn't. It seemed like the players didn't want to be coached, so they were out there just winning games purely on their own talent, not because of game schemes. And it was the opposite on the Heat's side because Spo was just like, we're just gonna run a two three amoeba zone on them, and we're gonna we're gonna see if they can beat us with threes. And they beat them three games with threes, but they didn't beat them. Four games with it, so I'm like, good bet, Spo. <laughs> Can't you're not gonna be able to do that against the Nuggets. It's a mobile zone. It's a zone that 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 uh, moves around and yeah. turns into a man-to-man halfway through the 24 shot clock. Right, morphs back into a zone again. That's what I was gonna say. But that's the zone of Miami was my segue into the finals. I don't think they're not gonna be able to the do that zone against Jokic. Not gonna do crap no. because he's that, he's gonna go right into the middle of that. Right into he's the gonna throw a lob. He's yeah, it's gonna be difficult. And Bam can't. I mean, they don't have anybody to to defend him. I think the Minnesota Minnesota is probably the best team to, you know, that had like the most uh, um, uh, what do you call it uh, tools yeah. to defend uh, Jokic. Yeah, and they beat them in five. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the big question of, oh well, AD has been the best defender this whole playoffs. Let's, let's see him handle him. For O, and uh, Bam is I think gonna get overworked. Having said that, in the in the perimeter, it's going to be interesting. The Butler, yeah, because Bam, Spruce, 
but but Bam can can guard those guards if they if they do a a pick and roll or a screen. So those switches, yeah. Bam's gonna be able to handle those switches. So that's gonna be different from AD because AD wasn't able to. He doesn't have that lateral movement quickness, and Bam does. So like Bam is gonna get hit up and but on the at, perimeter, yeah. But what if yeah. when Murray decides to dribble into the paint, then and he's so smart. He he knows how to push shot over the bigger guy yeah. and pull him in and drop pass it to Jokic. So do you think Kevin Love is gonna start? They need big bodies, well, right? Well, the, the reason they couldn't play him against Boston is because he couldn't move his feet on the, yeah. on the on the for the same reason you're saying. Bam is the closest thing they have, and I think on a one to one with Jokic, he's just not gonna be able to live with him. I was I just had an image in my head: Murray attacks the paint on a on a switch, has Bam in front of him. Bam comes towards him to block a shot, and Murray fakes it and 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 uh, bounce passes to Jokic. Right, and I just, I just, I just saw Kyle Lowry's sneaky ass from the other weak side trying to <laughs> steal it yeah. before Jokic can catch it. Like you know, just that that little sneaky thing where he puts his hand. Yeah. And sometimes he'll get them, and sometimes he'll foul them. And, right. Uh, I think I think Denver in five, maybe six. Yeah, I think it's six. I think it's six. I think they're gonna take the first two in the mile high because I think the Miami Heat are are exhausted. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult, but I think going into Game Three, you probably get T- Tyler Hero back by that time. Then they can really do something. Does he help them now though? Like they got better. He after doesn't. Him, he he. So he has to be he has to be somebody who comes off the bench. He can't start because they have go good momentum of what the people that they've got right now with Caleb Martin. Um, Expect more Highsmith. Yeah, probably. I think probably. Highsmith works. Yeah, because of the length. Because yeah, because Aaron Gordon and Porter and. All these interchangeable. Yeah, because Aaron Gordon is going to definitely. You're going to need somebody like him out there take the load off of Jimmy Butler. Uh, as far as like having to guard those big guys, because Aaron Gordon, I don't know if they're going to. I don't know if they're going to start him on Butler, but I feel like if Butler's having his way, then they'll throw Aaron Gordon on him, which is you know he's like six nine and he's like you know he's a tank, so that's going to be that's yeah, going to be think, difficult. I think uh, Gordon on Butler and then. Um... It's, uh, you know, Jamal Murray and KCP probably on Struess and uh, Vincent. Right, right. Dave right. Vincent. And um, who, does Butler start on? I guess, yeah, Vincent will probably start on Murray uh, to to allow Butler some 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 breathing space until later he, he might switch on to Jamal. Yeah. But um, I don't know, man. If Denver play, unless they've they had nine days of just pure rust. <laughs> the, yeah. You know, developing I, I think they should win these first two games if what i liked about their first two games against la was how determined they were to to blow them out just, right it was like every rebound fast break like Jokic would never stop running every time there was a, a ball turnover the yeah. one going, go, going the other way or the other when he was going from right. offense to defense or vice right. versa he was running leaving ad in the dust he and- knew ad and lebron's lungs are <laughs> you know, at their at their very end, they yeah. they hate running, and they just did it as a team. And if they do that against Miami again, that's how Boston beat Miami in those games, those three games by yeah, running it, yeah. and they weren't able to stop them. And that that's why with Tatum, when he got that injury at the beginning of Game Seven, he wasn't able to push it. And then that's where I felt like, okay, Boston, they're really in trouble, and they were. So yeah, Denver has to run, run, run. And run. Run, 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 run. Yeah. Run, run, run. <laughs> You better <laughs> but, run, run, but, run, run. But, <laughs> but compare this to 99 again, the Knicks lost in five against San Antonio. Oh, snap. To to uh, to uh, another 
up and coming superstar wow. center who played unconventionally and his unsexy. Yeah, Tim Duncan, uh, my I man. Think, yeah, I think um, this will be something similar. But I'm gonna enjoy it, man. Jamal Murray, one of my favorite players. Jokic, one of my favorite players. Yeah, I love watching Porter shoot now. Like it's uh, he's he's coming. He's not close, but he's coming closer to that Clay Thompson level of just pure. Yeah, uh, or Paige Stoyakovich. I could watch certain people shoot the ball just. Yeah, his stroke is nice. He's he's, he's yeah. getting he's getting there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, interesting. I mean, it, the, the Miami Heat might, if they they might do something crazy and just like really get psychologically into these guys' heads. And but I feel like the Nuggets have been tried, tested, and true over these last couple of years. So I don't I don't know if that's gonna work. But hey, you know anything is on possible. Offense, you mean? Yeah, on offensively they, they, go, they might get they might get yeah, running. They, they might could, get running because they got those shooters. Denver. Yeah, we'll see what they do to Jokic. Yeah. Force him out and things like that. So yeah, nice. yeah. So hopefully, yeah, we get. Hopefully, we're proven wrong. But anybody, I think any of these teams that win, I'm, I'm happy. I think, I think if if Denver wins, I'm very happy. If Miami wins, you know, I'm happy. So, I'd be devastated for Jokic. I need him, but I, the thing is, he made it to the finals. That's a big yeah. thing. But I also, well, I want him to win that championship ring. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's in that uh, Giannis year, right? Giannis won two MVPs, and then on the third oh. one, he won the title. Right. Jokic won two MVPs and on the third one he he, he would he would be winning the title. Wow. Jimmy, I feel like if he lost in the finals, he would still be crowned. Hundred like, percent. The most manly man that ever manly. <laughs> yeah, straight up. I mean, this like the manosphere. If they needed somebody to be their mascot or to be their symbol, their totem, not mascot. Jimmy, Jimmy can't be nobody's mascot, but somebody to be their totem. Their symbol is Jimmy Butler. He's a man's man. Yeah. <laughs> they, they would hate it the moment he starts yeah. getting nerdy about coffee, and they're like, "Oh, he's he's not like he's not one of us." <laughs> yeah, I thought you're from Tomball, Texas. What's going on? It's like, well, hey, I've been, I've been, I'm, I'm cosmopolitan now, you know. <laughs> but yo, all right, so we got our pick. So we both think Denver's gonna win, but wouldn't be mad if if Miami wins. We talked a little bit about the playoffs, some of the trends. The coaching cha- changes that happened in, in in the NBA, uh, still yet to see where people like Tyron Lue and them are gonna are, are gonna end up. So we'll probably Wait, have is a... Lue fine. Lue is still playing. No, but, it, but I don't think he's gonna end up with the Clippers. I think he's. I, that's why I think that the Raptors are taking so long. Okay. Because they're like, is are you gonna stay there? But it, everything that you did this year was like, you're not gonna stay there. Uh, so we'll see. So we'll Lue see. and Bud, they're still up there, right? They're still out there. So and Monty and Monty. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, uh, what else? What else? Yeah, we talked about the draft. We talked about Wim, the Wimbenyama sweepstakes, you know. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully. And give Popovich ho- another 10 years. Of, yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of hair <laughs> and life. <laughs> Man, just how did they get that lucky? You know, you, you draft David Robinson, then Tim Duncan. Or and, did they? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But they put him in the best place that he could be. He's too valuable of an asset for the NBA to put him in Detroit. You know? Damn. I'm sorry. Damn, Come on. You go hating on Detroit again. That's uh, our next podcast. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. I love Detroit, but you know, it's a city on the come up, an organization on the come up. Uh, oh yeah, that was gonna. That's uh, saying, saying. Speaking of Detroit, the last thing I'm gonna say is I love these seasons where the Heat makes it to the finals. Uh, a Toronto makes it to the finals, and a 04 Detroit Pistons makes yeah. it to the finals and, and wins. That's uh, those are my favorite years because a team that's just made up of club bouncers and barbershop right. barbers and uh, yeah. meat meat package guys yeah. all come together 
and they beat Shaq, Kobe, Gary, and uh, Carl, or uh, or you know Toronto does it to to the KD and Steph Warriors. Right. And uh, that's just love it. I don't know. The, the only from the time of playing basketball, my favorite memories are when we beat a team that was way better than us, purely right. by determination and having a system like a little David and Goliath. Yeah, like yeah. it's, it's and Miami it's, are the epitome of that. Hey, the underdog is on top. That's what it's about. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's the DoGPS crew coming at you hard and correct for the 2023 NBA Finals. All right. See ya. Peace and love. Thank you for listening. And uh, Mez, catch you on the flip side. All right, man. Had fun. Next time. All right. Peace. Hill with the wheel, but the kill like Bill, but they more like Cosby than they like OJ. I roll with the role, I roll with the Sole, like Rift in the day, they snatch with the wig. I'm Prince with the lived, I'm talking the gig, I'm Mike and the Wiz, they pop with the Chris, I'm Jake and the Sick, I'm loaded. I, the dice I roll it, like Jordan can't control it. Janet Jackson free zoning, Bolter like Leah Cohen. Fat uh, bap and I hit a bit of rhythm of the kick, hit a bit of rhythm of the fist, hit a bit of rhythm of the Bruce Lee, who me, move like a Fuji, duck and a Uzi, glow up, blow up like Gucci, super side for the cause like QB. You win a game for the fame, what a shame for the fame, like David Bowie. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I be the man, y'all be the rant, stalking a fan on YouTube, damn. Hopping the lamb with the top of my head with the Prince and Michael Jackson bad. What Wesley had, done new jack. I'm holding back, my shoulder on that. People got suspect that try to keep me down.